Welcome to the Milestone to Manhood podcast. We are your hosts, Stephen Arms and David Arms, here helping dads organize a Christian rite of passage for their 13-year-old sons. Dad, how are you tonight? Doing well, thanks, Steve. It's been a good week so far. How are you doing? Good. I'm happy to hear that. I'm doing pretty good. To be honest, I'm feeling a little bit under the weather tonight. I have a little bit of a fever. But one thing I learned during my rite of passage weekend is that a man should have grit and a man should be willing to make sacrifices for things that he believes in. And so for that reason, I want to push through and do this episode with you because to me, this Milestone to Manhood project and helping other dads organize a rite of passage weekend, I think is a worthy cause. So I'm happy to be here. Couldn't agree more. Thanks, my proud son. So tonight we're going to talk about why the age of 13 is important for holding a rite of passage for your son. Why is that the magic age? But before we dive in, I'd like to ask a request from our our listeners. If you would please share this podcast with another dad who has a 12, 13, or 14-year-old son who you think might be the type of dad who would organize a rite of passage for his son, that would be incredibly helpful for us and the work that we're doing. My dad and I are happy to do these episodes and share our family's tradition, but we can't do it all alone without you guys. So we're happy to provide the content, but we need you, the listeners, to help share this and get the words out uh, to other fathers. I might just piggyback on that if it's all right. And I would say also, uh, I would encourage you to share this with your dad or your father-in-law if, you know, you have a son that's a preteen. Um, you know, a lot of times you're in a stage of life right now where you're super busy trying to manage a lot of things between career, family, church, you name it. Um, and possibly your, your dad or your father-in-law being closer to retirement age or maybe retired and has a vested interest in their grandson becoming a virtuous man. They can really run with this and, um, just kind of superset the organization of it and the implementation of it. So. I'd encourage you to share it with the next generation also. Thanks for throwing that in there, dad. Those are wise words from a wise man. (laughs) Okay, let's dive into question number one. Why the age of 13? Why is that the best age for a rite of passage weekend? You know, that's a great question. A lot of people ask that. Um, We feel it is important for the rite of passage to occur ideally on the boy's 13th birthday as opposed to, let's say, a little earlier on his 10th birthday or or maybe even later when he turns 18 or 21 or whatever. And there's there's a few reasons for that. There's a few reasons we think that 13 is kind of the magic number, if you will. You know, the age of 13, he's officially beginning the teenage years. So it's really already considered a milestone birthday. And 13 is kind of a pivotal age where, you know, he's mature enough to understand what points you're going to try to get across to him, the advice you're going to give to him on the weekend. But on the other hand, he's still young enough that he's probably going to be open to some advice from uh, some adults, some guys that he looks up to as mentors. We believe that if you wait till your son's 18 to hold a rite of passage, it's likely going to be too late because he'll probably already made some, you know, life altering decisions by that point. Um, Unfortunately, without full access to the guidance of the men in his family, 
we've always felt it's better to hold a rite of passage for your son maybe a little too early as opposed to holding one a little bit too late. What would you say to dads out there who are coming to this maybe a few years late? Their boys are a little bit older, say in that 14, 15, 16 year old range. Can they sure. still hold a rite of passage? Oh yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Some guys just don't hear about this before their son turns 13. And, you know, if they're a little bit late, it's, it's still okay. I would say, you know, 13 again is probably an ideal age. Traditionally, a lot of societies have seen 13 as a good age for a rite of passage. For example, bar mitzvahs are held at 13. Um, but, you know, 14, I'd say 14 to 16, you know, you still have that window, that window of opportunity where they'll probably be open to advice from other men. So, um, yeah, I would I would encourage you to still do it, even if you're a couple of years uh, beyond 13. And how about beyond that? If a boy is even older, let's say uh, a son is 18 or 21 years old, or maybe even in their 20s or 30s, for that matter, would would it be appropriate to hold a rite of passage for a boy that old? You know, um, I would probably say by that time he's officially technically an adult, he probably already thinks of himself as a man to some degree. Um, so I wouldn't really suggest the format of what we're trying to lay out here. That would be a weekend trip. I would say that could tend to go off wrong. Maybe he could feel a little emasculated by that, actually. You know, he might think, hey, you know what? I'm 21 years old already. Don't you think I'm already a man? Come on, dad. You know? Yeah, I mean, I can personally attest to the fact my rite of passage was at 13 years old. And looking back at it, I think it was the appropriate age for me for my rite of passage weekend. If you don't suggest a formal rite of passage for a son who's 18, 20, or in their 30s, what should you do for a son who is in that age range? What do you suggest that dads do for those sons? You know, every son, no matter how old he is and how old his dad is, always wants to hear from his dad, you know what, son, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of the man you've become. So there's really no age limit to that. So I would say, first of all, you know, you want to encourage your son, you want to give him words of praise. And I think that it would be really good to maybe borrow from one of the rituals from the Milestone to Manhood weekend. And that is to write him a letter. And in the letter, you, you could say how proud you are of him, how much you love him, you know, some of the hopes that you might have for him. Um, the letter is something tangible and something they can hold on to the re for the rest of his life. And an advantage for you to write a letter is that, you know, if you take the time to actually compose a letter, it gives you time to really think about what you want to say to him. Yeah, that's really good advice. Going back to what you were saying at the beginning uh, about how every son wants to hear from his dad. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of the man that you've become. I think I've heard it say, and I, I forget where it was in a book somewhere, that the most important words that a woman needs to hear is the words, I love you. And the most important words that men need to hear is, I'm proud of you. And, you know, it definitely means a lot when you tell me that you're proud of me. And it's something that I've tried to tell my son, my daughters too, of course. And I've tried to tell my son and daughters, not only do I tell them often that I love them, but I also tell them often of how proud I am of them. And they're only 
two and four years old. So yeah. I definitely agree that saying those words, I'm proud of you and I love you are really important for dads to tell their boys. Absolutely. I think it's easier maybe for some dads to tell their daughters that they love them. But, you know, it's it's just as important to tell their sons. Yeah. And I think that goes back to something that we talked about during our rite of passage weekends was that men, we are called to be strong, but we're also called to be in touch with our emotions and be build people up, right? The man who is provides for the family physically, but doesn't provide for the family emotionally by saying things like, I love you or I'm proud of you. He's not really doing his family. He's not really fully providing for his family because yes, he's providing physically, but he's not providing a hundred percent emotionally. Absolutely. So I think, you know, men need balance. We have to be both physically strong and emotionally uh, in tune. And that's not something that necessarily comes easy to most men, I would say. Exactly. Good point. Does the weekend have to be on a boy's actual 13th birthday um, or does it just have to be around his 13th birthday? Well, you know, best case scenario, ideally, I would say, yeah, if it could be on his birthday, that would be amazing. Um, it would make a lot of sense to him. You know, he's turning 13, so we're signifying that he's becoming a man now. And he'll remember, you know, on my 13th birthday, that's when I became a man. That's when the men in the family acknowledged my manhood. And so he'll see it as a clear and decisive moment in his life. But, you know, if it doesn't happen to be on the actual date, um, you know, it's not a deal breaker. It's don't let it stop you if it does. If you, if you can't pull it together on the actual day, it could be in the middle of the week and the other guys you're inviting to the to the weekend, you know, might have to work or might be during school or whatever. So, you know, typically if you're, you were going to celebrate a birthday um, that's in the middle of the week, the weekend before or the weekend after, that's completely acceptable. Should anything be done before the weekend, say on his 10th or 11th or 12th birthday? Uh, should any discussions happen at those birthdays? Should this be a process over multiple years? You know, that's kind of a multifaceted question, really. If you're looking at it from the perspective of should something be done um, between you and your son before, I would say probably not. That's probably um, the rite of passage is meant to be like a moment with a purpose. And it's not really a series of events. You want that moment to be clear in his mind the rest of his life. And a series of events would kind of make it a little confusing. You know, as he gets older, those memories that kind of blend all together and, um, you know, just wouldn't have as much impact as it would if it was just a one-time event. You know, it kind of brings to mind, you know, a marriage, you know, when, as you know, you stood on the altar, you know, in front of everyone you loved, in front of God, and you professed your vows. And at that point, you knew you were married. You were formally married. And that's that's a moment that I'm sure you'll never forget. I never forgot mine. So we're trying to recreate that kind of a moment, that kind of a once-in-a-lifetime point like that when your son becomes a man. Um. You know, that being said, of course, you know, you should strive to spend quality time with your son beforehand. You know, nothing wrong with taking him on weekend trips. And you should always be trying to set a good example 
just the way you live, um, as to what it means to be a good virtuous man before the weekend. Um, so the weekend really is kind of the culmination of years of modeling what healthy manhood should look like. Here's a question that just popped into my head. Is the rite of passage weekend the birds and the bees talk? Is it the sex talk? No, the rite of passage weekend is not the birds and the bees. Um, rite of passage weekend is, uh, it's got a specific purpose. Um, and there are rituals and guidelines to follow through with those rituals. I would say the birds and the bees talk are a separate, um, a separate event, if you will. Healthy discussions about sex need to happen before your son turns 13. Let's get back to the topic of rites of passage. What do you say to a dad who thinks that 13 years old is too young to initiate his son into manhood? Um, I've heard resistance from dads before who are hesitant to organize a rite of passage for their sons because they think that his son will, they, he might get too big headed um, and start asking for things like maybe driving the family car or drinking or staying out late with friends. Uh, so he's hesitant to give him that title of man because he knows his son will start to push back and say, I'm a man now. Why won't, why won't you let me do these things? Yeah. You know, when I tell guys about the weekend, especially guys that have young sons, sometimes they get a little, a little raised eyebrow when I say, you know, this is something you're going to do on his 13th birthday. You're going to bestow the title of manhood on him when he turns 13. And they're kind of thinking, well, you know, he doesn't really look like a man. He doesn't really think like a man. He certainly doesn't act like a man yet. Um, but, you know, becoming a man is somewhat of a paradox. And on the one hand, it's important to have that moment when he becomes a man. So, again, you, we have this clear, definite point in time that he can look back on and, and identify with that. That's the time. That's the point in my life when I became a man. But, you know, from just growing into manhood in the various stages, you know, graduating high school, graduating college, meeting your wife, getting married, having children. It's a process. Becoming a man's a process. And men are always learning how to become better men. So, you know, it's kind of a both and thing, right? It's a moment and it's a process. So I would say that manhood is something that he has to grow into. You know, just because you told him he's a man, it doesn't mean that he can just, like you said, go out and drink or drive or, for that matter, become chairman of the board, right? So I would say there's a difference, though, between being a man and being an adult. What is that difference? I think that's the key distinction there. What's the difference between being a man and being an adult? Well, so being an adult, I think we associate with that does come at a certain age. You know, we typically think in our country that once someone turns 18, they're an adult and you know, they get certain rights and responsibilities when they turn 18. And just because you hold a rite of passage, that doesn't mean that you're going to make, you know, your son go out and get a full-time job or move out or something on his own. Right. But, you know, manhood is not necessarily tied to age. Manhood's more associated with, with his behavior. A man is someone who thinks of others and a boy is someone who thinks of himself. A boy thinks of himself first a man thinks of others first. There are a lot of adult males these days that act like boys. That's exactly why we are promoting this Milestone to Manhood Weekend. We always try to stress when we're doing a rite of passage weekend, 
certain characteristics that make a good man. For example, a man respects the dignity of women and a man tells the truth. I think we can and even should expect that, you know, that kind of behavior can be, be begun at 13 years old. So, you know, is he going to stumble? Is he going to get it right every time? Of course not. But, you know, if we give him the title of man, it's going to give him something to grow into. And I think it gives him a starting point on this journey into manhood. I think that'll really clarify for dads listening who are on the fence who think that 13 is a little bit too young to hold a rite of passage. The key distinction is that there's a difference between manhood and adulthood. He becomes a man at 13 years old when he hears those words from his father or a father figure. In my eyes, I no longer see you as a boy, but I consider you to be a man now. But adulthood happens, legal adulthood happens at the age of 18. You know, Steve, I was thinking uh, earlier, um, I know you've looked into this. And I thought maybe you'd just like to share for a minute. The question is, did Jesus Christ have a rite of passage? The short answer is yes. Jesus Christ did have a rite of passage. Um, his rite of passage was is recounted in the Gospel of Luke, and it's the finding of the boy Jesus in the temple. There's a few reasons why that passage in the Bible is Jesus Christ's rite of passage event. Um, the first reason is that the gospel writer, he indicates that it occurred when Jesus was 12 years old. So right around that age of adolescence. Um, it's the only story that we have in the Bible about Jesus's childhood that doesn't have to do with his birth, with the nativity. It follows the three main principles of any rite of passage event. So first, there's a separation from his mother. So the boy Jesus is separated from the caravan. His mom and his dad can't find him. I think he's gone for two or three days. The next phase of the rite of passage is that he has some sort of challenge. Jesus's challenge was that he was in the temple conversing with scholars and um teachers of the law. You know, here's this 12-year-old. Granted, he's the word of God himself incarnate, so he has an advantage, of course, but he's still a 12-year-old boy conversing with these grown men, these grown scholars. So that's the challenge that he had. And then the third element of the rite of passage is the reincorporation back into his family, no longer as a boy, but as a man. When Mary and Joseph when they eventually find Jesus in the temple, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but Mary goes up to him and says something along the lines of, why have you done this to us? Didn't you know that we were worried? We were looking for you. And Jesus's response is kind of cold and callous. He says, what do you mean? Didn't you know I would be in my father's house? You know, he doesn't come running back to his mother crying. He comes off as kind of cold and, and calloused, um, almost as, as a man would talk. So for those reasons, that's why Jesus's rite of passage was the finding of the boy Jesus in the temple. Um, granted, that rite of passage, his rite of passage looks different than the rite of passage weekend that we outline in the book, but we live in a different culture than Christ lived in 2000 years ago. And I think we would all admit that he's kind of a unique situation. You know, his rite of passage was actually about getting his parents prepared to let go of their son 
Um, whereas the rite of passage in our family, the rite of passage that uh, is for that we're promoting for other boys is all about preparing that son for uh, entering this new chapter of manhood in his life. So it's a little bit different, but yes, Jesus did have a rite of passage weekend. And to tie that into the theme of tonight's episode, it occurred when he was 12 years old, which is not 13, but pretty darn close. That's another reason why if you're a Christian father listening to this, uh, another piece of evidence to say that that 12, 13, 14 year old range is the best age to initiate your son into manhood. Excellent. Thanks for explaining that. Absolutely. Thank you for all the other answers that you gave tonight. Um, please go to our website, milestonetomanhood.com uh, to purchase a copy of the book or to copy and paste those free email templates to help you organize a rite of passage for your own son. We've li literally given you the words that you need to pull one of these weekends off. Thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you next time.